Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Lindsay Shelton. Lindsay Shelton is a brand strategist that keeps your eyes on the prize. Lindsay started as a website designer and copywriter and knew knew, um, there just had to be, sorry, had to be a more straightforward way to create content that connects. She co-founded Waymaker in 2021 with Angel Moreland to inspire entrepreneurs to dream wildly and then go do that. So Lindsay, welcome to the space. Oh. Hello, hello. How are you? Ah. Okay. Okay. In and out. Let's see. How are you? Can you hear me? Not really. It's in and out. Uh oh. Okay. There I can hear you, I think. See if it's it's kind of like it sounds like static, like radio static. The connection is kind of a little funky in like it's that's yeah. Can't hear you. All right, stand by. Okay. I think we're good. I think so. All right. Do you have your, do you have, um, I do. I can hear you now. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, Google pixel buds for the fail, everybody for the fail. (laughs) (laughs) Regular old wired is where we're going today. (laughs) There we go. Yes. There's your advertisement which didn't go too well for them but <laughs> i know for th- you know truthful reviews truthful reviews <laughs> it's tr- it's truth everybody you heard it here on creative conversations <laughs> so Lindsay, welcome to the space thanks for having me i'm cool. so excited to be here so glad you're here and before we dive in and get to know you even more 
Can you please, I know you'll be good with this. I'm switching this up a little bit. Would you please share a fun fact with us about you? <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. Fun fact. Fun fact. Okay. So my first ever job was when I was 13. It was a family business. My uncle owned a, um, a Christian bookstore. And he hired me to dress up as an angel and <laughs> talk and, and just stand outside and like wave to everybody and pass out these sale flyers. And so I don't know if you ever saw Touched by an Angel, but um, I incorporated a British accent for the entire day. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my first job. Fun did you have me. did you pull in tons of people into the shop you know it you of course you know did <laughs> your marketing was like started way back then yeah it's true it's true i have that kind of personality i think one time for um one of my companies asked if i would like dress up as a gorilla <laughs> to come to this party and i was actually insulted by it i was like no i'm not gonna dress up as a gorilla that's not pretty but they thought totally Lindsay will dress up dress up as a gorilla <laughs> so there was a wait a minute okay this is like a therapy session here you're like that's not pretty <laughs> that's right no <laughs> but the angel was more that's like well you were yeah. 13 also but you're like that's pretty that's pretty I can do pretty I'm not gonna be a monster no <laughs> I have boundaries <laughs> dignity <laughs> so who did they get <laughs> well i guess nobody uh well they didn't think anyone else would want to do it so we just didn't have a gorilla that year and... you were you were the go-to person because they see you as being like um you know you're daring you're the, you'll be like sure <laughs> yeah. i have high energy and they they think that it translates to gorilla suits but it doesn't actually <laughs> <laughs> you know what everybody we're going to be giggling a lot on this episode so just kind of be ready for that just leave it it's sunday <laughs> be ready and here i am in well i'm in jersey but close to philly so mm -hmm. eagles everybody craziness <laughs> craziness over here in in philadelphia so I am staying far, far away from all of that. Oh, so here yeah. we go. We're going to dive right in, Miss Lindsay, and we're just going to go into the first question and go from there. So are you ready? I think so. I think so. I took okay. some notes. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> here we go. How do you define creativity? Okay. <clears throat> so I was thinking about this earlier, and I think that... Um, Creativity is where ingenuity becomes possible. So we're in a tight space um, and we have some constrictions around us. We're not sure if we can solve this particular problem. The only thing that is going to get us to a solution is creativity mm -hmm. because the box hasn't worked, right? So we have to go outside the box. Um, I also think that creativity requires uh, like a, a certain kind of mindset. 
you know, when we are super stressed um, and living in a, in a space of cortisol and, agen- and adrenaline, yeah. our ability to, um, to be creative declines rapidly, right? So our, that, and that's in, you know, our problem solving skills, our ability to make good decisions, to communicate well, all of that. And um, creativity to me is a, is a process of, of letting go. And it's a process of imagining what's possible and mm. narrowing it down to what's important and then letting the solution be expansive. Ooh, solution be expansive. That's pretty. Yeah, I think that it's, um, it's a headspace. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I think creativity is. Yeah, yeah, definitely agreed because when you're, there are two things that I was thinking. Well, there's a bunch of things I was thinking, but this is what I, two different things I was thinking was, yes, you're, when you're in that space of calm, when you're in that space of, well, you're in that not so high cortisol space. Mm-hmm. It is really about the problem solving and, and, and figuring out what works. I couldn't agree more. It's like, okay, these things that we tried aren't working. So how can we be creative with our thinking using our imagination to get mm-hmm. out of this space. But then mm-hmm. I was also thinking at certain times when cortisol is really high and you're like, okay, what are you going to do? There can be times where you just are like, you make those quick decisions mm-hmm. that can serve at times when it's, th- when you're that stressed. True. No, you're it, true. It can be, that's, but that's, mm-hmm. yeah. because at that point you, you um, I think that that speaks to particular instances when a solution has to happen right now and the possibilities become limited 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 and you have to you have to be creative about a necessity but it's not and it's totally the opposite actually like it's not expansive yeah it's not it's at all you know at all we're um it's like the power of constraints and just the right mix of adrenaline (laughs) yeah yeah so it can be both maybe creativity is on extremes well, so you're not overthinking too in those spaces where it's oh, just yeah. kind of like make the decision and it's not, you're not like, well, maybe, yeah. or eh, then that's annoying because <laughs> you're just analyzing and you're getting too stuck in your head and that's where the box is. True. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So let's okay. hear about you. Let's learn more about Lindsay. Um, here I called this brand strategist that keeps your eyes on the prize. Um, But I want to, wherever you want to start in this story, I know it's open-ended, but take us back to wherever you want to start on where you were and how you've gotten to where you are. Please. So (laughs) where does it begin? Our tale begins. (laughs) (laughs) Once upon a time. Oh, a young and ambitious Lindsay. <laughs> no, <laughs> so I think for me it started um, I don't, like, when I was looking for colleges, I wanted to do graphic design and I wanted to do, um, I, so I wanted to do graphic design. I wanted to do art um, and that's what I started with. I ended up at a liberal arts college and I had to take a political science class. And when I took 
political science in college, it was a whole different way of learning that I'd ever had in, in, um, in high school, middle school and all that. Mm-hmm. And I just loved it so much. This, um, especially political theory, this approach to, um, to thinking big and then thinking small. So we have these big civilizations. Those civilizations have all these tiny people and every person has their needs. But, you know, as a mass, we have particular needs. And so when we make a, when we take a stand or um, we make a decision that's going to move the masses, it really has a granular impact, impact and a, in a, in a large impact at the same time. And so I fell in love with political science. I majored in that. So I took a whole bunch of art classes and then I stopped doing art, went to political science and, um, and then minored in international studies. Okay. So a lot of writing, um, a lot of theory, a lot of really old writers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, um, I got out of college and I had a couple of jobs, but then I really sank into a web content job for whatever reason, because I never wanted to work for the government, but I ended up working for the government in a different capacity, just as a a web content manager. And so I ended up putting to use art. Um, And I've always been one of those people that just because I don't know a thing doesn't mean I won't know that thing pretty quickly. So, um, I've always been really good at computers and content management systems and, um, uh, and so web content was like a bridge between technology and art and writing and, um, and there I started to get this, um, this pull towards how you communicate with people. Um, and the organization that I, I worked with was really cerebral. They had um, scientists, chemists, engineers, and we needed to communicate things on the website to people who don't have those kinds of backgrounds. You know, um, I worked for the Navy and um, the people who were on ships or on naval bases they needed to know how to use things in a safe way so you have to communicate it at a different level you can't you can't use all this detail and whatever Mm -hmm. so it um it was just this education in saying the right thing at the right time in a way that could be heard Mm -hmm. um and then from there I started, uh, I started designing websites on the side for local businesses, um, to earn extra money for my family. And we, you know, we did, we did lots of websites, um, my partner, Angel and I, and eventually we got to this point where, uh, we realized that small businesses, you know, they don't typically have this awareness of of a strategic brand. And in order to deliver a website that's really going to, really gonna impact the bottom line and attract the right customers, you have to ask these questions about who is the right person for my products. And you can't, 
and you can't sit around and not give yourself that answer because um, the people that you want to bring to your business need to know that you're the business for them. And if you always talk in generalities because you don't want to leave somebody out, they mm. never know that, that um, they're for you. So this message has to be to the right person. You have to position your product in the right way. You know, that person has a set of values. They have a set of needs. They, um, they're coming to you for a particular transformation. You have to speak to it. And we found this gap where um, the words, the imagery, the headlines, um, designing a website is putting together your content. It's up to you to create the content. Mm -hmm. But a lot of business owners, like, you know, like you and I, you know, we're entrepreneurs and we're good at something, but that doesn't mean we're good at bookkeeping or that we're good at marketing. You know, we have to be this jack of all trades and copywriting doesn't come to everybody. And this strategic um, way that you position yourself and what you do doesn't come naturally because we're so in the weeds about what we do, right? Yeah. So long story short, um, we didn't feel good about just designing websites anymore. You know, I'd been writing copy for a long time and um, that just, it wasn't enough. Like I wanted to create things that were impactful for people. So we decided that we weren't going to design another website unless um, it was for a client that had a good brand, like a solid brand. Um, and I mean, people come to me without even, they, they don't even have colors, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I make up, it's like I'm doing all this stuff on the fly and that doesn't do them any justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or we would offer a, a brand strategy process, which yeah. I knew the good, pe- like all the pieces that you have to have in place. Um, but I'd never really done all of it together before. So I pitched it to one company and they were like, okay, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, now we better figure out how to, how to get us there. <laughs> Don't you love that? Everybody It's kind of like, okay, I'm going to put it out there. We'll see. And they're like, yes. You're like, shit. Okay, oh, here we go. This is here great. We <laughs> we're making this up as we go along. That's right. <laughs> and you know, it really does speak to creativity here because For me, creativity is, um, I love having constraints in place because it makes things possible. Like if you're always uh, swimming in this big sea, decisions Mm. are hard. What's important is hard. So I like to put constraints on things. And um, so we approach this problem of creating a brand strategy as um, something that needed constraints we wanted it to feel like almost like you were filling out Mad Libs um, in, in a way, right? Like it. there's a story that we have to tell. This story has to be unique to you. We have to fill in certain things. Um, but when you ask somebody like, what's your mission? Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to make the best juice? What? I don't know. Right. Right. That's, that's a hard question. It's too big. And you have mm-hmm. to start smaller. So what ended up happening was we created a, a series of workshops that was um, 12 weeks long. And 
it meant it was <clears throat> a workshop. And initially we delivered this for teams, just for context. It was first delivered to uh, synergize across a team. You know, okay. we have this company together. We want to create this brand that makes sense to us. We want to all agree on our direction, why we're important, what we're doing, um, and and how we're going to change in the next 10 years. So it was, um, it's a series of workshops. There's one workshop every month, every week. And then there's um, a workbook that everybody on the team completed by themselves. And then we would come together and... Um, and synergize it together. So every, every workshop was a decision. So maybe one we're, um, we're solidifying the purpose of the business. Then mm -hmm. we're solidifying the vision of the business, then the mission of the business. And we put everything in an order where you, you, um, answer small questions. Yeah. And, and then by the time you're done with the small questions, we ask the big question and you know how to answer it at that point because you've made all these um, micro decisions along the way. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. <clears throat> you know, cause I'm type A as hell. And mm. when I build something, I'm going to build it so that it's repeatable. I can do it again. Um, so from this one contract, that we won with a business, we developed an entire program, an entire workshop series with 12 workbooks. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and we delivered it that, that one time. And after that one time we were like, the clients loved it. We were blown away with what, um, the experience for me, what it was, was to like to watch them go through it and um, realize how much, how amazing their company was in ways that they hadn't thought of because they're so busy delivering on contracts and thinking about details and, you know, just worrying about payroll and things not falling apart. And at the end, they're like, oh my God, we have a brand. We have mm. a vision forward. Um, and that was the last website we ever did. Okay. I was hooked. Mm. Okay. So I need to stop for a minute right there because what you're saying, <laughs> I want to dive into this a little bit more. So am I right in making this, I don't know, a metaphor, but so basically when you said in political science, it's kind of like the thinking big and then thinking small, all these mm -hmm. components that make up a piece, which to me sounds like what you created. Yeah. And a in a brand strategy, it's like, this is where we take everything we've learned and then we incorporate it, we incorporate it into what we're creating these, cause it's so true that it's overwhelming to go all the way from, you know, A to Q. Mm -hmm. um, you're like, I, I don't know, but it's in those baby steps that you, you help them. So I guess I have a question in, so when you're, when you were working with this company, first of all, how many times did you have to kind of pivot and change what you'd created? Um, and with the people that you were working with, did they, was the energy, um, were they working together or did you find points where people were butting heads? Um, okay. So <clears throat> The way that we designed it was using um, what's called the, the workshopper methodology. Mm -hmm. And it's this book by AJ and Smart. 
And um, so the workshop is designed to get everybody's, the whole concept is we're working together alone. We're looking, okay. we're, we're working alone, but together. So um, we would pull together the things that they came up with in their workshop or their workbooks into the workshop and put them, um, if you think about it as like post-it notes and the like uh, little s- sticky dots, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like we do with Action Planner. Mm-hmm. And um, so everybody's ideas are up there. Nobody knows whose ideas are whose. Okay. Um, and we go through a series of, of exercises where, like, we'll have certain criteria. Say, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, like, like, we could have three sets of criteria. Like, uh, and it could be each criteria has its own color of voting dots. And um, we don't get lost in the sauce with a bunch of discussion. Instead, we'll say of all these ideas in front of you, which do you think your customer would fall in love with the most? Mm-hmm. Everybody votes, they, they grab their dots, they put them on. They, so they have to read everybody's ideas and they have to qualify it using just one criteria. And then mm-hmm. we say, okay, um, now, which of these ideas do you think that it would just be a just a pleasure to deliver like what would really light you up as a team and bring you joy we use a new color and uh, they go around voting on all the different ideas and then another criteria and another criteria and what happens is the ideas that are aligned with how you feel they light up because they're the things that all the dots are on so the approach is is to um, think about it in a relaxed headspace, not discuss things and and rehash old history and you know how it can. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we did that and all. <laughs> yeah. No, no, right. We're just going to evaluate on criteria and um, and so decisions become easier because we don't pay attention to what no one voted for. Yes. <clears throat> And so using that kind of methodology made it so that we didn't have to really pivot, but like too much. But as I said, you know, we created this, this, um, we landed the contract and then we created it on the fly. So each week we're creating the workbooks for the next week because we have to give them to them in time for them to have plenty of time to do their workbooks before the next workshop, which we're also still developing. Yeah. (laughs) yes so i guess um so i can't say that we didn't pivot i'm not sure that i could tell you the moments that we did because it was um it was in like a flow yeah but i think that's beautiful is i kind of i wanted to ask that because i just wanted to bring acknowledgement that when you're creating something change happens and Mm -hmm. just to be open to that and i i just in this whole team building process, I mean, how important it is for what you're doing to be able to get everybody on the same team so that they're mm. a part of it. And that way they have something invested. I mean, we know this, everybody, that if you're invested in something and you feel like you're heard and you feel like you're seen and you care more, mm-hmm. um, it's not about getting the raise all the time. It's about feeling like you're valued. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so everybody would feel like they they were heard, and um, and it wasn't a competition. 
Yeah. Because oftentimes you did not know whose yeah. idea was what. Yeah. And sometimes it can be that way. And you could keep that. You could keep everybody on the, the keep your eye on the prize. Like yep. you're working towards that. You, you're creating because when you were explaining that, I'm thinking of, you know, when I create and design programs and what I do for my businesses, for my publishing house and my workshops and my coaching. But then when I was in the classroom um, teaching art for, you know, 30 years, it's people need structure. Mm-hmm. There's an open-endedness where you allow people the creation. For me, you know, within an art room, you want people to create and express from their imagination and their point of view. But when you have 25 to 30 people in a room, there needs to, there would need to be, and of course you you pivot and you change and alter as needed for the audience. But mm-hmm. often there needs to be some kind of objective where they understand clearly what what a goal is even if the goal is mixing colors yeah because we can so many options can be paralyzing yes especially if you're really like not comfortable with whatever you're doing you know yes so in what you're doing with what you help people do is you take away the paralysis yes in order to give them their baby steps and move towards and, um, you know, say who they are and what they do. Yeah, because they have the knowledge in their head. We work with companies that have been at it for a bit and they're ready for a big boy brand. Mm -hmm. And they have dealt with clients. They know what works. They know what's really important. They really have a hard time making the decision about all of that. Yeah, they feel like they're not qualified, and what if they're wrong? And, um, which is, you know, mm-hmm. I can totally relate because if you don't get your marketing right, then you don't get the sales, and then your dream is just a crumpled, sad mess. <laughs> so there's a lot on the line. <laughs> but, but, but with all of that, it's understanding because when you do have a business. Uh, entrepreneur or big, big, whatever size it is, it's understanding, okay, well that worked. That didn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are we going to change that? Who, who am I marketing to? Who am I, you know, cause what you said in the beginning is so true that we can't make everybody happy. No, we're not for everybody. And the people pleasers out there, you know who you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've yeah. all been them. Okay. We, we've, Let's, all... we've all been there. And one of the exercises um, that I like to do is he actually will do it in a couple of weeks. I'm going to do a a challenge called the think like your client challenge. And one of the exercises is called, um, sorry, not sorry. And you think about a client um, that you think about a client that you love and a client that you would really like to never ever work with again, because Mm -hmm. I'm all about positive thinking, but when we, when we think about both of these models, what it allows us to do is take out our red pen and circle the things we love and cross out the things we hate. And then what ends up happening is that you have a list of things you love. And then with the negative, you can flip it, right? Make maybe I, um, I don't know, like I don't want somebody who 
who thinks, I don't know, I'm drawing a blank. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of somebody, somebody who's bossy. Yeah. And isn't, I don't think, isn't yeah. a good listener. So then the flip of that is I would really love somebody who has an open mind and wants to be creative with me. Yeah. And so in that, we can start to construct this person. Yeah. Yes. And then when you take that and you post it right above where you're going to be writing all your copy and you write to her every single time, referencing things that only she would understand. Mm -hmm. When she reads that copy, she will say, oh my God, that's me. I'm so excited. I finally found my person. <laughs> Here's my money. Take it. <laughs> Yes, yes. And then here come here comes some sound effects for that. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Because you're and communicating. Magic was made. Magic. They're like, oh my God, how did they know they're talking directly to me? Yes. But that's yeah. all we want. You know, we're looking for mm -hmm. that company that is going to understand us in our unique situation. So if our copy is always talking to everybody, we don't think of ourselves as everybody. We think of ourselves as unique. So everybody means I'm still not sure. I have a lot of questions and either you've made a lot of those questions, um, you know, you've answered them on your website or you've done a lot of other work in order to fill in those gaps or you're speaking right to that person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Miss Lindsay, let's get to know you a little bit more in the way leading into my second question, which is how do you, besides some things that we've mentioned within business, how do you incorporate more creativity into your own life? Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I am kind of known for like random projects that I <laughs> decide need to happen. <laughs> um I don't know. How do I incorporate it? Like like do you want to know like really things that I've like made? Yeah, well just like is it are there things your go-tos like is music a way that you feel expressive? Do you like to go for walks? Do you like photography? Do you um like traveling? Do you like what are some ways that you feel like you personally can express yourself? And you're like yeah. <sighs> this takes me, this takes me out of my body. It's something I really enjoy. Okay. So yeah, I, um, I decide to do random projects all the time and, mm -hmm. um, and they're just, I don't know. Well, so when you said the music thing, yes, I totally dance and sing on Friday yes. nights and make Friday night spaghetti for my kids. And it's okay. like an hour and a half of, loud music and don't interrupt <laughs> unless you're dancing and singing with me <clears throat> so right. wait is this is the dancing singing and spaghetti is that like all inclusive in like the eating of it also or is it in the building up to the making <laughs> it's the of building it? it's the cooking you know i make my sauce okay like i'm not just dumping like it's a it's a love recipe that i put mm -hmm. together right okay uh -huh. so that's been a um uh, a ritual of mine but then I'll just like I'll decide that something needs to happen like my daughter got a bird then her cage was not big enough and she wanted the bird to fly around and that freaks me out because well, birds yeah. are disgusting <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. 
And, uh, <laughs> what kind so of what bird? I, so we uh, need a visual here. Okay. It's a, um, what is it? It's a, like the smaller cockatiels. It's a cockatiel. Okay. okay. Yeah, so it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, but it's not that small. And honestly, I don't know that we should keep birds like this <laughs> because they need space. Like how do people keep parrots? I don't know. They have big wings. Yeah. Babies were made to fly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, different. <laughs> it just makes me sad. So yeah. anyway, she gets this bird and uh, we decide that the bird needs more space because my cats keep trying to kill it and they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll like run and jump on the cage and like oh they've God. gotten in. They're amazing. Oh at trying my to God. Kill the bird, right. Oh so it's God. terrifying. Yeah. So here's yes. what I did. Very stressful. We have a, we have a bay window yeah. and um, I had some old storm windows from my old house yes. and I created this like system. So I thought about it for a long time. I'm like trying to design it so that there's basically a glass wall with one window that is on a slider that really is yeah. <laughs> but it's um it's like four hooks in the ceiling and two screws in the wall so it just like when i'm done with that i can just unscrew everything and it's a little bit of patching and i'm good right okay do like a full-on build but it became a whole family project where we tried to like engineer using these three giant windows and um and so now i basically have an aviary in my kitchen because one day i decided <laughs> You know what, Kat? I see you, and I raise you glass doors. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so is this built? Yeah. And it works? Oh, yeah. Go you guys. Yeah, it's super cool. And, you know, then it gives the kids an opportunity to try to troubleshoot things. And, yeah. You know, when the sneaky cats try to get in another way, how do we... How do we... <laughs> Have they the figured cats. that out? Yeah. Yeah. yeah now they, they can't get in. <laughs> okay. I was like, have they figured out a way to get in? But no, they haven't. Okay. They are they are trying to learn how to um, open the door. But um, because I guess I didn't make it perfect. It's not very easy to open. So they can't open it. So it's not well, because I... I was clever. Because <laughs> I wasn't clever enough. But I love this example because what you're saying is... <clears throat> It's first of all, the two things you mentioned are kind of like family ish. Well, the first mm -hmm. one is family can join if they want to, but you're doing this cooking, this music, mm -hmm. this dancing. But then this project is it became like an engineering project, which was the mm -hmm. family was a part of. So it's like, yeah. okay, we, we if we're keeping this bird, at least yes. for now, yeah. what are we going to do so we don't wake up and there's feathers everywhere? And that's disgusting. Yes. And I have to have constraints. Like it has to be beautiful. I have to have light. I have to be able to clean it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so we have to, um, we have to create this container and then find a solution within it. So it beat the cats, has, it's pretty, lots of light <laughs> and cleanable. <laughs> That's come up a few times about the prettiness. <laughs> I need that. You know what? Spark joy, baby. <laughs> That's so good, baby. Come there on now. <laughs> you know we all need some pretty. 
it's true it's true okay so and everybody i know about the dancing and the singing from um mm -hmm. lindsay has this great space called waymakers and i want to hear more about how you incorporate more creativity but since i brought this up tell them about the waymaker space because i love the music and the high energy to keep <laughs> me on task so go ahead yeah so after we made um after we made brand planner we ended up and at the end of brand planner you get a you get a brand like all your brand decisions are packaged but then you also get a change book and we go through this series of um of questions during the workshop where we identify where we are and where we need to be and all of the actions that have to be completed in order for the vision of your company to be realized mm -hmm. right so they leave uh, not just with a big vision, but with actions that they have to take in order for that to happen. Yeah. So um, it was the end of uh, 2021 when I decided that I wanted to do an accountability group that was um, going to help leaders find their way with these visions to clear, to make space in their calendars and their email boxes and their to-do lists for the, um, for the nitty gritty, for the actualizing of the dreams. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which we have a hard time with as entrepreneurs, we have a lot on our plates and it's kind of like fire after fire after fire. So, um, I created action planner and it is a, uh, like a co-working group that is structured and there's time blocks for particular things. So we have um, time to reflect on the week, what worked, what didn't work, what are the things that we didn't get done, um, how did we do on the goals that we set out to, to complete this week. Mm -hmm. And then we look forward um, in our calendars trying to find tasks that need to be done. And if we do them ahead of time, we're going to show up in an amazing way for our clients, um, for our marketing, whatever. When we start to plan out these things, we have the, the right amount of time and we don't feel rushed. We're not in that stress space. And, yeah. um, and for me, it's really important um, because I, I noticed that I was working too much. I was, um, living in a stressed out space. I developed eczema. Mm -hmm. uh, I would get like hives all over my skin because I was like so stressed out. Yeah. Um, so we have to battle that. We also make time to, um, to clean out our email um, and design our week. And we do yeah. that with kind of the same, like exactly how we've talked about brand planner. We deal with one thing at a time that's achievable in a short time span. And we only focus on that thing, say, um, taking 10 minutes to triage our email, like we are our assistants, not like we are ourselves. We're going to protect yeah. our time and attention and see how many things we can get done. And while we're doing that, I'm going to have a timer on the screen. I'm going to make sure that, um, you have the criteria in front of you so that, you know, when we get lost in the sauce and, and everybody else's priorities in our email box, we just look back at the slide and we say, what am I doing? keep doing mm -hmm. that. And mm -hmm. we're jamming out at the same time. We're listening to music. We're in a groove. Um, and that's, that's how each of the time blocks 
goes. So over time, this um, you, there, there's this process that you can rely on. You know that at the end of the week, you're going to make this time for yourself as the boss in your company to clean up um, and design a week that's going to work for you. We do like time blocking on our calendars um, with the hopes that each week we're going to get an email box that has shrunk. We're going to have a calendar that feels spacious. Um, and we know that we, what the high value work is that we need to stay focused on. Hmm. Yeah, I really, everybody, this is, it's such a great space because, um, I have to say I went from about, uh, 10,000 emails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down to about 4,500 now. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> but it's even like little things like that. And the time blocking, the chunking while having the music while being held accountable, because you also have to create your cards, stating your goals, and then say whether you, you did it with the, um, the green, yellow, red, um, oh, yeah, cards, I totally skipped over that. <laughs> which everybody, it's important. And it's not about bashing you to be like, look, you didn't do it again. And you don't do that at all. It's just kind of like, okay, look and see what, be honest, because you could put green that you did everything each time. But if you're lying, like you're only lying to yourself. <laughs> I mean, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of like, okay, what's the point of that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, so, yeah, so what, what she's talking about is that we have these quarter cards. We call them a quarter card because all months in a particular quarter are represented. So, the, you know, quarter one, we got January, February, March. In each one of those months, we have four weeks, three weeks, what? No, five weeks, four weeks, four weeks, right? So each of those months. So then we track across the, the quarter. What do I want to do in week one? You know, we, we get together. We decide what's important. Next week, we come together. And then we say, we did those things with one of these colors and yeah. it trains your brain. Um, or at least from what I've heard recently anyway, is that one of the results is that you get better at, um, knowing what is possible for you. So <clears throat> what can I get done in a week? And now we're not so because it really sucks to have these like a big goal and then never make any of the priorities that you set for yourself. Yes. It hurts. So over time you stop doing that because you're yes. only one person um, and you get better at deciding what's possible and who it's possible from. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So here I'm going to do another sound because when you get to that point and you're like, I did it. It feels like this. <laughs> she got green. <laughs> Woohoo! I know. I go through every single card and I yell your name and I say, you got green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exciting. Like people show up because they're like, no, I got green. I'm getting it. I got <laughs> I want to get a shout out. Yeah. I want to get acknowledged. I want to be realized. And it's keeping your eye on the prize. It's like, again, breaking down the steps in order to get to the bigger goal mm -hmm. and um, keeping yourself organized. So before we get to the third and final question, I would like to know, do you have any kind of either a morning or I learned from my last guest evening routine? Yes. Um, I have kind of like 
I go through cycles. Like I used to have this amazing routine where it was like a 30 minute power routine of 10 minutes of yoga, five minutes of meditation, um, five minutes of journaling. And I just could not get myself to, like I fell off the wagon, couldn't get myself to do it again. Like I was not in any way interested in doing meditation or journaling or feelings or any of that. And um, anyways, I settled on um, going to the gym in the mornings because I live quite close to my gym. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I needed to do was just get out of bed. So I get up. And my recent thing is now I don't touch my phone. I can turn on my little audible thing. There's no social media because the doom scrolling ruins the morning routine. Yes. So get up, go to the gym. I run for 20 minutes, low commitment, okay. not too hard. Mm-hmm. Come home, make coffee. Um, and that is like, I'm sure that there's more to my routine, but that's the only thing that I harp on for myself. Mm-hmm. Because when I get up and go to the gym, I feel better. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about, right? It's about Mm -hmm. feeling better. Mm -hmm. Getting out of bed on time. Because when you said even like you used to have this like power half hour of like half hour, you know, 10 minutes of yoga, Mm -hmm. five minutes of meditation. If you don't like to do it, everybody, then it's a chore. Mm-hmm. Yes, they say there gets to a point where you don't love everything and you're like, okay, you just have to get into a habit. But if it's like a battle every time, that's not fun. Who wants to wake up like that? Yeah, but you know what? So at the time, I loved doing it. And I'm a big fan of, I am a big fan of the pivot. Like we don't have to, because we decided to do this morning routine does not mean yes. we have to do it until the end of time. We get into yes. a different season. For me, it's every <clears throat> fall the routine gets wrecked and then it takes me a couple of months um, because I I need to take a break from being the most productive person in the room. Mm -hmm. I need to be gentle (laughs) to myself Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and then figure out what's going to work with this new version of me and this new season of whatever I'm in. And I think it's important that we give ourselves grace and then pick ourselves up and keep asking the question of, well, like if you're not willing to get up or you, you design a routine that you won't get up and do, then that's not the routine for you right now. Right. You're idealizing somebody else's thing. Yes. You have to keep working on something that's going to work. And I like how you just worded it. You said for you right now. Mm-hmm. That's, and yeah. you want to start really small. <clears throat> when, um, when COVID hit, and we were all isolated, I honestly, I got kind of depressed and my morning routine was terrible. I wasn't, um, I wasn't like doing basic things and I like hate to admit it. I feel kind of gross, but like, I wouldn't do things like brush my hair or take Mm -hmm. my vitamins or Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I ended up getting a partner who was willing to wake up at, meet me at six 30 in the morning to talk for 10 minutes. And we would, the things that we focused on at first were, did you chug your water? Mm-hmm. Like we had a quart, we had a, brought a quart to wa- water and we chugged it. Did you brush your teeth? Did you brush mm-hmm. your hair? And did you wash your face? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, and starting really small, what that meant was at three weeks, 
We were now humans that got out of bed, brushed our teeth and our hair and washed our faces. And now we were ready for something else because we were able to do that for three weeks. So then we would do yoga for 10 minutes. And then we would do um, like, what's the three most important things that you can accomplish today? Mm -hmm. And so the power of small means that it's buildable and you will build on it when you feel ready. Yes. I love the power of small feels like it's buildable. Yeah. And I just want to say thank you for admitting that and saying that when you said (laughs) it feels gross. But seriously, thank you for saying that because that's really human being a human. It's like humanizing. It's, It's showing some vulnerability because yeah, we, we get that way where, and it's asking for help. Yeah. It's asking, it's saying, look, okay, I need this. And if you need this, there are other people that need this. So then it's reaching out to that person that you felt like you could say something to. And, um, then it just grew from there. So I truly thank you for bringing that up. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And it ended up working for like, I don't know, like a year and a half. And it's, uh, it makes me laugh now because I'll say things like that. And like, I also did like a fitness group for 30 days and like, I tend Mm -hmm. to create community because I need it for me. Like I created this planning group because I needed it for me. I run another company. I have three kids. I am very busy, busy, like all the time. Yeah. So action planner wasn't because I'm the queen of everything. It's because I needed yeah. to play in. Like I needed space and I needed, and I won't show up for myself. Like yeah. if you go to my site and you look at that, um, the page about action planner, one of the things <clears throat> that, uh, it's like, is it for you? It's for you. If you, um, make a date with yourself and you won't show up, but if you make a date with somebody else, you will show up. Cause yes. that's me. <laughs> yes. Well, we are our best client, right? Yeah. So we are, we know what we need. And just like we said, um, you know, other people need it too. Yeah. So glad mm-hmm. you created it. Yeah. I definitely have a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good pattern in this sense because it's helping lots of people. So as we're getting to the top of the hour, the, um, the third and final question, which kind of wraps everything up and puts a nice little bow on it is why do you think creativity is important? Oh my God. Cause it would be such a sad life without it. Right. It would be a dull colorless gray existence. <laughs> that just and sounds actually, horrible when you wasn't say it. Like, yeah. yeah. Wasn't it troll the movies troll too, where they like went to this troll village where there's no color. Like, that's how I imagine no creativity. Like, they couldn't sing yes. or dance or smile or... Mm, I didn't see the second one. I well, saw the first one. Uh, now I need you. to. But, <laughs> yeah, I immediately... It's funny. We both thought of movies, and I don't remember the name of it. Um, oh, Joe versus the Volcano. Um, it was Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, like, forever ago. And he works in a sewage plant. (laughs) And literally, it was like the first, it was hard to get through the first, I don't even know how long it lasted. But when it showed everybody, it was like gray. Mm -hmm. And everybody walking into work. And it was like, 
robots walking and then going into this room that had like one light and it was like zzz, zzz, like the the bulb wasn't completely on and everybody was miserable <laughs> like yeah that's it's what i thought it's very dystopian of. you know now yeah. that when yeah. you're saying that it's like i actually took a class in political science called utopias mm -hmm. dystopias and manifestos and the dystopian genre is all about basically life without creativity mm-hmm yeah so everybody, this is like the whole point. This is why I've created these spaces. <laughs> this is why my company, I Am Creative, exists because it goes beyond drawing and painting, everybody. Mm -hmm. It's it's within it's within everything we do. It's within all of these steps. It's with it's life. Yeah. Yeah. So Lindsay, can you tell people how they can connect with you, please? Yeah, you can just visit me at my website, hellowaymaker.com. Hello, Waymaker. <laughs> <laughs> and if you Dot. want to email me, you can, you can write me at o at hellowaymaker.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, Waymaker. Yeah, that's my email. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So before we say our goodbyes, is there anything top of mind that you feel like you forgot or you want to add or anything before we say goodbye? Um, I don't know. I feel like we could talk about this for so long. And now that we're talking about it, I kind of like I could walk through my life and kind of identify all of these areas where it was just me being like randomly creative although i would never call myself an artist and i would um i don't know like i wouldn't say that i have anything special like i'm not especially creative but um i think there's i don't know there's just something beautiful about knowing that all of these little things come together mm -hmm. and <clears throat> Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I have anything in particular to add. I'm just looking at the uh, the window treatments that I have in my office that are what we call the messy cloth for my kids when they did um, art projects, and I just oh put it wow, up and I mm -hmm. used it as window treatments. I love that. What <laughs> and there's great glitter idea. and glue and paint, and my kids made them. That is so fun. Just that in itself. I mean. Right? it's recycling and it's mm -hmm. it's it means something like it has emotional meaning to it it's a mark that was made by your children marks colors yeah. that were chosen by your children and then you can hang it up and look at it in your space every day and be like oh they made that yeah and they thought it was a mess and i thought it was art so that actually is beautiful. So thank you for actually kind of ending it on that truly, because really everybody, it's collections of moments. Yeah. And we get to choose how we feel in them. And not every feeling is a great feeling, but we get to, we are creating everything. Everything is a creation from what we're wearing, to our clothes, to our hair, to our communication skills. The words that we choose is like we're sculpting them and shaping them. Um, what I truly wish for everyone is to notice and see that everybody is, we are creators 
and we are creative beings. And when you acknowledge that and own that, whether you're a scientist, a doctor, a lawyer, when you own as far as like what we do, our occupations, but as humans, just recognize that you have these abilities, you will stand straighter and feel more connected with yourself and others. And that's what I want for you. Yeah. I love that. Because it's joy and happiness. So Lindsay, thank you so much for hanging out. I'm going to give an, one more little sound, which is, let's see. <laughs> thank Yay. you. Thank you, everybody. I really appreciated being here. Thank you. It's really you, the people. <laughs> thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> And thank you, everybody that was with us here live and catching the replay. We know you could be doing anything with your hour, and we so appreciate you choosing to hang out with us. This space is all about um, inspiring each other, sharing stories, and I believe we've always needed this, but I think we need it now more than ever. We need this connection so please like, follow, share, all of that good stuff so we can lift each other up and feel more connected and happy. So wherever you are listening in the world, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, and a good evening, and look forward to connecting soon. So goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Feeling inspired? Let's just get rid of this, throw away this whole perfectionism thing, this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. <laughs> Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like. It's all part of the process. The self-awareness feels so good. You feel more connection to yourself, connection to others, and huh? be a happier, more joyful person. Just imagine that. So you are where you are in the process. So you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace, or you can dive right in. Here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out. Explore our experiential kits. They have everything in them that you need to try new things. You don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore. There's Creative Shui, which is seven elements to join happiness. Through the Publishing House, Express Yourself Publishing, multi-author books, copy books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it. And it's, again, just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't. We are not made for boxes. <laughs> there is also my TV show, I Am Creative check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link. And you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. Just click it. See what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself, and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is iamcreativephilly.com. So I am creative Philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story because we all have one. <laughs>